0: Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Breaks Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent,
1: Paging Dr. Douchebag,
0: Crash Gladys,
1: getting crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive
2: the car. Here's the freak, coming off freak.
3: Another Sunday night of Speed Freaking Freaks. I'm Crash Gladys. He is Statman over there in freezing cold Ohio. And, oh, hey, is Kenny off for the night? Statman, it's you and me, babe. How did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh, there he is. He just came in. He's sweating profusely. His heart rate is about 180 right about now. Let's just put it this way. Pulling back the curtain. Technology is a wonderful thing until it doesn't work so kenny had to kind of go back and run an errand to get something for the show tonight in the 11th hour right before we actually went on air that's the first
4: time i've done that either
3: <laughs> how are you kenny are you uh good to go man what's going on we yeah, got a well, two-hour show what, to do here huh? right yeah what's going on
4: Statman got some damn electricity this afternoon
5: i think so everything all the lights are shining and the, everything is
4: working amazingly enough yeah damn. well you know it's that's We've been doing this damn thing for almost 19 years, so why don't we continue to excite ourselves with uh, some audio issues? What? One station, one mic.
3: (laughs) Where it all begins. That's where it
4: all (laughs) starts. Having a conversation with a dude Saturday afternoon who wasn't familiar with Speed Freaks, and it, it when you tell the story of of what we've done and how long we've done it and the things we've outlasted. When you tell someone who has no idea about speed freaks and really where we've come from, it's and to see their face going, really? That's uh, you don't hear about that often. Well, no, you don't hear about radio shows that are sticking around for 19 years and you're outlasting two generations of NASCAR drivers, NHRA drive. You're outliving, unfortunately, some NHRA drivers and some NASCAR drivers, some IndyCar drivers in those whole and 19 years. And some critics years. who are now in jail. Yeah, oh, right.
3: Well, yeah, then there's that PR guy. And
4: Statman's not being funny. I mean, it, that's just a fact. But, but so I, it, we can sit here and, and act like 19 years is no damn big deal, but frankly, it is the, the fact that we continue to be able to do this thing. But Crusher. not
3: okay, not to toot our own horn, but but seriously, what did I just do for the last well, five okay, minutes? Okay, you tooted. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's the deal. The you reality tooted. is the reality is nothing is easy when you start it. And you can't expect to ever get in the black right away. So you have to go through a couple of hard years and you have to push through that. And I think that's why so many businesses do fail because people look at their first three years expecting to make a ton of money. And it's like, no, 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 you're still establishing yourself. So we all had to go through that for the first couple of years. And then, oh, hi, how about that market crash that took sponsorships well into the cellar for us? That was an interesting couple of rebuilding years as well. But, hey,
4: well, everybody everybody goes through that. We
3: don't give. We don't.
4: It's not like we've we're we're reinventing how to keep a radio show alive, going through market crashes and among other things. It it's it's not nothing. It's not anything new, but it's just especially in this business. But it's easy to
3: give up, and we weren't going to let that happen.
4: Where it's it's is it you know the chicken or the egg when it comes to the most important thing? I think ultimately is the the fan base. Uh, that we've been able to keep around. Then, of course, you have the affiliates. Then, of course, you have the Lucas Oils and the Continental Tires of the world that put gas in this machine.
5: Chicken and eggs. Man, I missed that breakfast this morning. Is that what you're just running back from?
4: <laughs> no. Is that, that. No. I just. Which, which came first, man? The sponsorship, the fans, the stations? Well, the stations came first.
5: <laughs> but hold hey, on the now. idea came first, dude. I remember yeah, that uh, conversation that between you and I. Remember that in your office? Yep. And we you know, we uh, you gave me this piece of paper and I laughed and we both looked at it and said, hey, this might work.
3: <laughs> after laughing <laughs> first, I like that.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, we both looked at it and you know Kenny just said, hey, what do you think about this? And after I picked myself up off the floor and, uh, and stopped laughing,
4: I said, hey, this might work. And when you've got I'll leave it at this. You've got one guy who continues to call races for a racing network who flat out told me to my face that you're not going to get drivers, riders to talk about crazy things.
6: Behind the scenes.
4: Rusty Wallace will never talk about crazy things. Rusty Wallace, when he comes on our show, we got to put our finger on the freaking dump button. (laughs) (laughs) You know, It's, it's the freedom that we've provided these drivers and riders for 18, 19 years. It, it sounds, to, to sports fans out there in general, it sounds like no big deal, but it is in a
3: sport. It was at the beginning. It that, was that, at the beginning. That
4: has been sheltered from reality, a lot of motorsports, and a, a sport that's completely dependent on sponsors. You've had to watch your P's and damn Q's. Uh, coming up, you've got Crash Status Pit News. and Notes going to reset with some affiliates. And then, of course, Joey Logano, your cup winner, going to be joining us in about six minutes. Coming up.
0: Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks.
4: How you doing? No, how you doing? Welcoming in another round of affiliates for Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Coming up, Joey Logano, your winner from the Cup Race this afternoon in Vegas. He'll be calling in. Jimmy Johnson in here. Also, Sebastian Bourdais from the IndyCar Series. They get cranking next weekend. So it's a big damn show. This segment brought to you by good friends at General Tire. You go to GeneralTire.com, find the tire for that righteous fat truck you got, put some GTs on the bad boy. Crasher, how about some pit news and notes?
3: All right, this weekend in his hometown of Las Vegas, it was all Kyle Busch. As he snagged both the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series wins, and he led part of the cup race on Sunday, but when all was said and done, no one... Proved to be more powerful than the Fords of Roger Penske. Yet again, Joey Logano with the cup race win. And he will join us, like Kenny said, right after the commercial break. Now in just about five minutes. But get this. Roger Penske's birthday was this week. Yep, the captain. Brad Keselowski had the NASCAR Atlanta win last Sunday for the captain. Joey Logano and his Australian supercar driver, Scott McLaughlin, took wins today. Like we referenced and we will continue to reference, it is good to be the captain, Roger Penske. Lawrence Loschak made it look easy by taking a flag-to-flag win today for the TransAm season opener in Sebring. And speaking of Sebring, a few IndyCar teams are testing there tomorrow, Monday. And then, of course, the IndyCar opener is finally here as they kick off their season in St. Pete later this week. And Sebastian Bourdais will be on, defending winner of St. Pete, to talk about that one. Oh my, it was Cooper Webb yet again taking a win in Atlanta on Saturday in the Supercross series. Okay, who had Cooper Webb in their Supercross championship hat? Come on, nobody did. If you did, though, you better buy a lottery ticket. This is insane watching him do what he's doing. Ken Roxon still with no wins on the season, but he does continue to use consistency to keep second overall in the 450 points. In the 250s, it was Adam Ciancarulo taking the win. Austin Forkner still on top of the points, and now... It's bike week, baby. Daytona Supercross is this Saturday.
4: Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. GeneralTire.com, that's where you go to find a fine rubber for that righteous ride. Coming up, Joey Logano, your cup winner, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Sports Radio Redefined.
4: Well, it's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and, of course, rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged style to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with speed freaks since 2001. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent on Twitter, Facebook. We're all over the place. You can't miss us. iHeartRadio, we're there. Uh, Joey Logano, your NASCAR Cup winner from Las Vegas, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And what do we? What should we do, Logano? Just reserve an additional seat for your happy ass to come sit next to us? You're calling all the time now, dude. <laughs> oh,
9: that's, a, that's a good sign, right? So You guys don't want to talk to me if I don't win. So it's the only way I get to be on the show.
3: No, let's be honest now. It was your teammate, Brad Keselowski, who won last week, but we still talked to you on our daily show earlier this week. And let's just say, credit us, we gave you the mojo to win, right?
9: Yeah, right. That's, that's exactly what it was. Uh, you know, it was just a, maybe it was a little part of the, big, the team that did a great job as well. That might have been a bigger part. No, no offense, but uh, a lot of effort went into this one, and uh, it's cool to be racing my teammate to the end there uh, for Team Pesky 1-2.
3: And before we get into that, because that was a lot of fun for the fans to watch, the two of you going at it, think about this. And I know you've already thought about it, but it's just, it still boggles the mind how successful Roger Penske and Team Penske is. This week alone, if you take, I guess, eight days now, three wins, of course, you, your teammate Brad Keselowski, your teammate down in Australia, Scott McLaughlin, and then Roger has a birthday in there in the middle of it all too. That's just insane. It's hard to comprehend what you guys are doing.
9: Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on at Team Penske. There's uh, you know 400 employees there working on a lot of different types of race cars and uh, you know so uh, and Roger's a winner. He really likes to win. So uh, they, they do an amazing job trying to keep all that straight.
4: His name is Joey Logano. Your winner from Las Vegas, Cup winner Joey Logano, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Joey, now that we're a couple of races into this new aero package, give me your grade on this 2019 Arrow package for Cup.
9: Uh, so far, A+. Plus. Uh, I, thought, I, I think the race has been incredible. Uh, you know, Atlanta was a fun race to watch, be a part of. And in uh, Vegas, I might be a little biased, but I thought the race went really, really well. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I think any time you can have a 100-lap green flag run and have, you know, uh, basically a side-by-side finish to the start finish line, I mean, that's, that's exactly what uh, you know, we wanted to do with this. So uh, really exciting stuff joey
5: logano it's amazing that there were no cautions in today's race outside of the cautions that were thrown for the stages that's the first since 2002 pretty rare in cup racing
9: yeah you know i was amazed that they wouldn't have more crashes than we did there's a lot of really intense racing and close side by side but i did goes to show how, how good the drivers are uh, out there you know these are the best drivers in the country uh, racing stock cars and it's uh something that, you know, I guess we, they don't crash as much as we think we should uh, sometimes. So, um, you know, it proves today that, you know, we don't have to have crashes and a bunch of restarts to have a good race. And, and that's what that was. It was a good strategy race. It was a good race on the racetrack. You know, a lot of side-by-side, a lot of lead changes. I think they almost had double the amount of lead changes as last year. So that's some, that's some good stuff. When
5: you're the leader, Joey Logano, and you come around and find lap traffic, that changes things for you, doesn't it?
9: What was that? I missed that. I'm sorry.
3: No, that's fine. How difficult was it, though, if it was difficult at all, when you were the leader and you would come up on lapped traffic? How did the traffic change things?
9: What was that again? I'm sorry. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, lapped traffic was tough. I want to see if you do it again. Uh, but lapped traffic was tough. Uh, you, know, is, you know, you're trying to you know, go where they're not, trying to keep momentum up in the, in the corners and, and trying to use them as a draft down the straightaway um and you're just guessing where they're going to go off of where they've been the lap before but if they change their mind and you follow them in there it's like oh and that's what happened there in the last uh you know five laps or so I got back behind the lap car and boom went right to the lane that I was going to I was like oh my goodness and (laughs) lost a bunch of time to to Brad and and then he got him close enough to where he can draft up a lot of the time uh the distance between us and and my car was falling off and uh you know it, it made it really close there at the end
4: Joey Logano, cup winner from Vegas, joining the Freaks. And, Joey, you talked about you're surprised that there wasn't more crashes or there weren't any crashes. And then you credited the the drivers themselves as being damn good drivers. Why were you concerned that there might be more crashes? Is it going back to this new aero package?
9: I think any time you put cars closer together, (laughs) uh, there's more opportunity for a crash. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's that's kind of what I was expecting. You know, uh, there are some really close blocks. There's a lot of hard bumps and pushes and and I thought that might have been the reason why but uh, we've uh, surprised ourselves today.
3: But then again it, it, it shocks me the negativity though that's out there because I don't think people understand how difficult it really is to have a crash free race and to still produce the finish like you said you just reiterated that a couple sentences ago a side by side finish yet people aren't happy. I don't understand why we can't make people happy these days.
9: I don't know who's not happy, and if you're not happy, I think you're probably just not happy about your life. <laughs> that's I think. That's, that's some good stuff right there. That's good racing, hard racing, side-by-side, side. and uh, if, you, if you're if you not happy about that, you just like to
4: complain too much, you've know, you got to check
9: yourself a little bit.
3: Nice. I think some shots be fired right there.
4: All right, Come so, so gas- Logano, now you're rolling into, you got to get quickly into the ISM. Oh, no, okay, savor this victory, but you've got to get into the ISM raceway mode with th- this mile track. How much more different, other than the distance and the configuration, is this track than Las Vegas? <laughs> uh,
9: very, very, very different. Uh, you know, a track that you're going to use some brake. Um, yeah, we're going to have the 750 package in the car, so we're going to have more horsepower uh, next week, and, and we have a lot more downforce than the last time we were there, so uh, that, that that race will be completely different than what we saw here in, in Vegas, and um, the whole new learning curve for us, again, we don't know What we don't know until we get
4: there. Joey Logano, your Cup Series winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation.
3: Are you a a guy that kind of likes the mission in Scottsdale, or where do you eat around here in the desert? Where, Where do I what? Where do you eat? Where do you like to frequent? Are you a camelback hiker? Do you like to head to Scottsdale for some good restaurants? What do you do? You've got a week in Phoenix, baby.
9: Um, well, I'm going to go home uh, after I'm done with talking to you guys. <laughs> and, uh, really? Uh, and, I, and then I'm going to come back out. Well, my little man and, and my wife are at home, and uh, I really want to see them. So I'm going to fly back and forth uh, for this one. So, And then once a race weekend starts, a lot of times you're just focusing on the race. So I don't get to see a whole bunch sometimes, but I have yeah. hiked Camelback a couple times. I really enjoy that. It gets a little sketchy in a couple places up that hike. <laughs> hey, uh, Joe- I feel like I'm going to hurt myself, but pretty
4: cool joe you brought up your your young son and that's so true is i like to work but then again if i have freedom i want to spend it with my five-year-old daughter how quick do you think about do you think about your your son while you're racing at las vegas motor speedway uh, not daring to race <laughs> really there's not something that comes to mind
3: Kenny, they didn't have any cautions today. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they, they,
9: they, I, I don't know if you know or not, but it's not a, just a sore Sunday cruise out there. There's, <laughs> there's a lot on the line. Um, and and uh, I think if you get distracted, there's a safety problem there as well. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously after the race, I love being the dad. and I love being around and, and uh, watching him grow up. But, uh, you know, when I'm working out there, I got I to gotta be focused.
4: Logano, as always, man, thanks for doing this. We'll see you out in Phoenix, buddy.
9: All right. Sounds good. Thanks.
4: You know, when you have a guy like Joe Logano coming in and shooting the bull and doing and his Joe Logano shade. things. Statman, you look at a race like Las Vegas, and I, that's uh, the downside of not going to live sporting events. You can't see everything on the court. You can't see everything on the on the track. You can't see everything on the field. So it's tough to to make a sometimes an educated opinion or give yourself an educated opinion with specifically at a, at a NASCAR race. But there's something to be said that you have an entire race without a caution. And, you, of course, your drivers are going to sit there and say, yeah, it was badass back and forth, this and sliding up and sliding down. But it's from a visual perspective, the last, again, the last 10 laps of this race were entertaining, but there were times in this first and second stage, it's like, man, I just, I don't, I can't grasp it. They tried to
5: crash several times. And that's part of the nuance of, of watching a race uh, where you could see guys that aren't sure what they're doing and they, you know, they, they're cutting each other off, uh, the racing kind of wasn't close enough, especially at the front to have the potential for crashes. So. Uh yeah, but they tried. They tried real hard a couple times. Guys moving up on each other and and um slide jobs that weren't quite uh close enough to uh really weren't far enough apart to have a problem. So, yeah. It was a very they were fortunate to have
3: such a clean race. Which is impressive to be perfectly honest because I mean it, that just doesn't happen. So I, in my opinion, I think people just need to pump the brakes, settle down, maybe have a cocktail or twelve, and just realize, okay, we're only three races into the season. The, this Arrow package, whether it was Atlanta or the refined package here in Las Vegas, I mean, they're not going to be perfect right away. But it wasn't a bad race.
5: I don't, I don't know if we have time to talk about this. Maybe we could talk about it later, but few years ago, I talked about uh, Toyotas having a better, a cleaner nose. Uh, and this with this new Aero and this fake Mustang grille that they have on the front, I think Ford spent a little more money and a little more time in the mm-hmm. wind tunnel, and they have a cleaner nose. And I think Fords are going to be hard to beat this year. Uh, there's just too much... Um, grill area on the Chevy Camaros uh, at nose and the Toyota noses. I think Ford has got it clean and wired and they're going to, the Fords are going to be hard to beat this year.
4: Yeah. You look at what they've done so far for the 2019 season and you've been, regardless if you've owned a freaking Mustang, you know, a portion of your life or not, you've been one of those that have had your finger on the pulse of, really where Ford's putting their money or where they're not putting their money. Is this a case of Ford getting sick of Toyota really grabbing the headlines and then just wanting to say, Hey man, we got to figure this thing out.
5: Well, I think there's some of that, but I I think that if there's a three sided pendulum, (laughs) I think it swings back and forth for a while. Chevy couldn't lose and Ford could buy a race in the supermarket and Toyota had three or four years with Gibbs, where they were really good, but I think that uh, there, the this this new Arrow package, and Ford had to come back. And if once they got uh, Penske involved, Penske doesn't like to lose, and he's not going to be in a losing program. And once Ford got Penske, I think Penske said, "Hey, guys." We got to solve this problem, and the cars have been getting faster under Penske or with Penske on board. And I think that using this Mustang, Mustang nose, it just seems like the nose is lower. It's a little longer, uh, and it fits all the templates and all that stuff. I'm not saying they're cheating. It's just that they had a no, cleaner just fixing the rules. Of, yeah, they had a cleaner sheet of paper when they started, and I just wish that they could. Get back to running real cars instead of like they have real Mustangs and real Camaros and real Camrys or whatever they want to call them. I I think that the racing would be so much better and people could identify with it more and you wouldn't have this little league ribbons that they're passing out to all the manufacturers (laughs) that if I can't (laughs) win, then nobody else can win and I'm not going to compete and I'm going to take my car and go home. That's dumb.
4: Coming up in a moment, your Statman <laughs> scat. And I want to touch on something about Statman scat. It has everything to do with the Long Beach Grand Prix and the Anaheim Angels. Let's get into your scat, and we we come back, I want to expand on this. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios.
10: Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide
1: guidance to mankind...
5: Long Beach Grand Prix goes back to 1975, but now there's a problem. There's a proposal that could take the east end of the track, including the famous Shoreline hairpin, and turn it into a baseball stadium for the Los Angeles Angels Major League Baseball team. The Angels' lease at Anaheim Stadium runs out after the 2020 season, so the talk now is about renovating Anaheim Stadium or building a new one, maybe in Long Beach. The Grand Prix is considered America's most popular street race with IndyCar and IMSA headlining the weekend the city's latest contract with the race runs through 2023 but the city might have some opt-outs in there whatever happens I put my money on race president Jim McCalion he's fought off many efforts to shut it down the race saved Long Beach the city was a dump before the race came I'd put my money on McCallion to keep it going peace
8: Motorsports Radio, redefined. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a five-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631.
10: 570 9631 That's 800-570-9631.
2: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
10: That's 855-325-1780.
8: And now today's Bob Evans Foodie Lesson, Nostalgic Eating. Did you know there's a strong link between sense and emotional memory? The smell of different foods can evoke vivid and detailed emotional memories of our past. For example... The scent of a deep-fried corn dog may remind us of a state fair in the summer. Because odor-evoked memories tend to be positive, the smell improves the mood and produces feelings of social connectedness. And now, a word from Bob Evans. You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes
3: and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans
8: sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store.
10: Bob Evans. Down on the farm.
4: freak nation do yourself a favor. When you're headed out to your favorite grocery store this week, grab yourself some Bubba Burgers. I know there are parts in this country where it's still sub-freezing temperatures, but really, yeah. How cold is it in Columbus?
5: I don't, I don't know how cold it is now. It's only about 26, 27. Last I looked. Well, you don't need to have a barbecue pit to cook cooks Bubba burgers. Just put them no, on. you
4: don't. It, it fits on fits in the pan on the stove. <laughs> really, grab yourself some onion flavored jalapeno Angus low fat turkey vegetarian Bubba burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. So, Statman, you spent a lot of time there in Southern California before you moved to Columbus. And you saw a Formula One race in downtown Long Beach back in the day where there were Formula One cars that were screaming by porn shops, right? Porn shops, porn. <laughs> that was the picture of the race. Porn shops,
5: X-rated movie theaters oh. right along Ocean Boulevard. And that was the marquee went out to the edge of the curb, and the cars went right by it. <laughs>
4: And now fast forward several decades to where the conversation, as you heard in Statman's scat, that the Angels uh, are skulking around, looking to possibly build a stadium in a portion of where the current Long Beach Grand Prix is being run. How how uh, legitimate is this?
5: I don't think it's legitimate at all. I, the, the, uh, the mayor in Long Beach is suggesting it, uh, but the area that he – suggested they've talked about doing other things there i think that's a way for them to you know rattle the cage at the grand prix and to tell other people that you know the city of long beach is in charge of this not the long beach grand prix association uh, i it's entirely possible but i don't think it'll happen there's two or three other areas in southern california where uh, there's land less valuable, that's the other side of this coin. If you land in Southern California is, if every place else is a dollar a foot, in Southern California it's ten dollars a foot, and it's expensive to build a stadium. They're talking about, you know, four or five, ten billion dollars to build the Rams Stadium in Inglewood. So to build a a palace for baseball in some place other than Anaheim now it's probably going to cost 10-12 billion dollars it's you know it's expensive and who says that the uh, uh somebody has that much money Artie Moreno I don't think he has that much money and there's not a lot of public private partnerships that are happening nowadays if you go to people and say some of your tax money is going to go to uh, a baseball player Uh, like Mike Trout to keep him, uh, (laughs) you know, how do you think that's going to go over in some bond issue?
3: I just, yeah. I know you said that the angels contract is up with the stadium after the 2020 season, but I don't see this as possible. A beachfront stadium in long beach. Wouldn't condos be more valuable there? It just, it doesn't make any common sense.
5: I think the most valuable thing in that area that they have is what's there the Grand Prix yeah. and how much money it brings in. And they lose the use of that area, maybe three weekends a year for the drifting that goes, this is the area where they do the drifting. And uh, so the drifting and the weekend of the uh, Grand Prix, uh, I mean, that's that's two, three weekends a year that they lose control of that. And I just don't think that uh, there's, not you can't, That's beach area they would lose also, and they don't want to take the beach away, so I think it's kind of a power play on everybody's part to, you know, say, hey, uh, the Angels might leave Southern California. Yeah, I got a good picture of that happening too.
4: Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks from the Lucasol Studios. And, again, Long Beach Grand Prix, it is a – The evolution of that race from a race to a party, and as long as I've been going to to the Long Beach Grand Prix, and that was, shoot, I think 1991 was my first Long Beach Grand Prix, and even then it was about the party.
3: (laughs) No, okay, like you said earlier, or was it Statman that said it, Long Beach Grand Prix is by far the most successful street race in America. Now, coming up this weekend, it's the St. Pete Grand Prix IndyCar season opener, and that one has become pretty successful. But why is it that others have not found that kind of success? Road courses that are already constructed, yes, they can find success. But why is it that any other temporary street circuit has not really found a value that fits the city?
5: Let me let me throw something else in here. And it's kind of gratuitous because we know Jim McHaleen. He's been very kind to us. And frankly, we've been kind to him as well. Uh, But
4: I, forty-five seconds, Bill.
5: Jim McAlen is a bulldog, and Chris Pook got a lot of of notoriety. But Jim McAlen is the reason why the race has been successful, and as long as he's there, it's going to stay.
4: Yeah, there's a lot to be said for what McAlen's done for that for that city, that race. It's crazy. Jeez. Sebastian Bourdais. Speaking about a dude that's uh, had some success on road courses, uh, he looks to go for the trifecta, meaning three St. Pete's in a row as we kick off the IndyCar series next weekend. Sebastian Bourdais, number six on all-time's win list when it comes to IndyCar. He joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas All Studios.
0: Radio Redefined.
4: Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, proving anywhere is possible with Speed Freaks since 2001. dot com and get awesome you're listening to speed
0: freaks motorsports radio redefined
4: coming up on 19 years in the freak nation and the lucas oil studios crash gladys Statman, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out. The website, speedfreaks.tv, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're there for you. This dude's been coming in damn near all of those years, and I say that with all due respect. His name is Sebastian Bourdais. Uh, and, Sebastian, when you started coming to the Freak Nation, it was interesting because you are you're having such success in kart with Newman-Haas Racing. You had the Formula One. Now with the IndyCar Series, now... You are st- you you were perceived as an underdog, and an underdog that comes out and continues to kick some ass. At your age now, do you still get gratification at kicking ass as an underdog in the IndyCar series?
11: Yeah, I think I I actually do get more gratification when we do really well with Dell than than you know with with somewhat of a smaller team than uh, when you kind of win races with a team that kind of is expecting to win. Um, I think that definitely something I, I very much enjoy and uh yeah we've, we've been lucky enough to uh, be able to to nail one uh, every every year ever since uh, 2014 so it's been it's been a good stretch obviously we can uh, hopefully can keep that going on
4: sebastian board sixth on the all-time win list in the indycar series getting set for saint pete a race that you've won twice in a row getting set to kick off the indycar series we have crasher stat yours truly, we have day jobs. You know, Our job doesn't take four, five, six months off. Would you like to have a full-time job that actually you could drive something for 12 months a year and then maybe take three or four weeks off uh, for a vacation? Uh,
11: I don't know if I'd want the season to be that long, but uh, I think we, we would all like the schedule to kind of expand a little bit and just um, you know, space a bit more. And uh, you know, I, I think I very much like when we had, you know, the gym car schedule ending like early November and restarting maybe, you know, late February. Uh, I thought that that was a, a really a, a really good way to uh, space things and, uh, and make it a little bit less brutal on the, on the mechanics and the teams in general.
3: Okay, the schedule's one thing. We'll get back to that in a second. But Kenny just brought up sixth on the all-time wins list to me it just kind of sounds like and I know this isn't really true of all drivers but do you ever get in victory lane and sometime it's like all right this is just old hat
11: <laughs> no it doesn't I mean obviously uh, uh yeah we we stacked those wins in the first uh, five years of my uh U.S. career and uh, got 31 and uh, oh. we only got six in in the last uh Jeez. you know few seasons now so uh you know no they, they don't they don't come uh they don't come too many that's for sure (laughs) it never gets old
3: okay so basically that fire is under is in your belly for sure all the time every every driver can say that but for you knowing that you had 31 in this span of what four or five years and then you've had six in the the span of the last four or five years yeah that's gotta in a sense make you a little bit angry and want it even more
11: yeah but like i said i mean you know really it's just the circumstances that are so different obviously uh, the density of the of uh, you know, the championship has never been uh, that big, I think, and that uh, NTT IndyCar championship is, you know, really brutal these days, you don't see guys winning, you know, seven or eight races, like, you know, it happened to me uh, in the, you know 2007 and 2004, and um, yeah, it just doesn't happen anymore, and uh, so, I think it's it's very different times. it's much more competitive and uh, you know a lot a lot of very very good cars and very good drivers in them and uh, you know that's why when you finally you know nail one and put the weekend together and and win one of those it's it's extremely gratifying and uh, that's that's why everybody races for sure but uh, you know they they never come you know enough really.
5: Sebastian Bourdais, do you ever think IndyCar will return to the days of races overseas? There's some talk that they might go back to Australia next year, but what about Europe? Fans don't like it, but there are IndyCar fans elsewhere in the world. You think IndyCar will ever return to places, maybe even go to your hometown, Le Mans?
11: Uh, it's just the, the, the economics, you know, of IndyCar really difficult, uh, you know, when it comes down to overseas races. I think obviously there's a big push again to go back to Australia. I think everybody's, you know, all for it. Um, there's there are challenges, but there's also a, a very uh, clear wish uh, of Queensland and Australia in general to, to bring IndyCar back, and uh, you know, it's just a matter, I think, of finalizing things and and uh, and making it viable for everybody. Uh, and then, you know, as far as Europe's concerned, I think uh, it, it's tough to find a promoter that's going to be willing to uh, to chip in as much as you know is, is necessary to do. Um, there's never really been kind of a, a long-term plan to develop and redevelop, uh, um, you know, IndyCar in Europe, and and I think there's room for it. It's just uh, um, it's just a, a matter of uh, yeah, finding all the the right persons to to push behind and and rally, uh, um, you know, a program that's that's a significant amount of money. It's a lot less than F1, obviously, and you know the the returns probably are are less as well. But I think it's uh, you know it, it's someone needs to really want to do it, and then you know at that point if if somebody puts his foot down and tries to make it happen, I think it, it could definitely. As far as Le Mans, I. I don't know. I think uh, you know they have a lot of marquee event already, and uh, uh, you know between the MotoGP and the 24 and um, and the 24 hours of, of of motorcycles as well. There's just uh, there's quite a few events already, and and they promote all of them. So it would it would definitely have to come from uh, from an, an outsider.
5: Sebastian Bourdais, there are drivers like Graham Rahal who are very enthusiastic about where IndyCar is going. A lot of social media expression of this enthusiasm.
11: Do you share that with some of these drivers? I hope he's right. I mean, I think obviously, like like he, he wrote in his tweet, I think he's probably the closest to the business part of the sport than, you know, any of us. Um, so he has, he has probably a, a much better gauge as to what the interest looks like. And, and, you know, that's obviously the first step to, you know, regaining dominance in, on, on, on soil. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope, I hope he's right. And I, I know he doesn't write that stuff, you know, if he doesn't believe it. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's definitely picking up momentum. There are, you know, good news and good racing and, uh, yeah, I, I just hope, like everybody else, that the the ship keeps steering in the right direction and uh, gets a a heck of a tailwind, you know?
5: Sebastian, this is a strange question, but there are drivers. Again, Graham Rahal, no kids, but he's closer to the business side of IndyCar, trying to grow the sport. We all know that kids can get your undivided attention and take you away from maybe business interests. Do you think that's what's going on, or do you share some of these business interests that graham ray may
6: have
11: <laughs> no i think obviously uh he's, he's partnered with uh, it's it's a family business with with his dad obviously on many many dealerships uh, he's, he's taking over responsibilities and and obviously he's doing the same thing on the team side of things and he's very involved and uh and and he's very good at it so you know it's uh, it's just a a win-win situation and uh, a very good ambassador for us. Obviously, the the series needs you know a very strong U.S. citizen presence, and uh, and we definitely have that with Graham, with a very recognizable name.
4: We had Al Unser Jr. on the show last week, and he was talking about Colton Herta. Got a guy like Colton Herta who's 18 years old. Zach Veach, who still to me seems like he's 15. <laughs> 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 you, you as a, an older driver. Uh, how do you look at younger drivers like that that have the chops to win races?
11: Well, I mean, it's always like that, right? I mean, uh, I I used to be the young kid in town, and I'm not anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm getting closer to the end of my career than than the beginning, that's for sure. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you can't stop time. You just enjoy the ride, and uh, that's what I do. And uh, you, uh, you see all those talented kids coming and, and, you know, pushing you uh, into retirement. So, uh, uh, you know, I still have a couple of things at my sleeve, but uh, definitely, uh, you know, the new generations are pushing hard and uh, and they're in the sport uh, to stay.
4: Sebastian, were there times in your earlier in your career, whether it was the Formula Series or in cart that you look back and think, God, I was a dumbass, man, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done that (laughs) on the track?
11: I try to stay true to myself I mean it doesn't mean that you know you you are always perfect but uh, yeah i mean for the for the most part i I say things that uh I really mean and you know that that uh that I can look at myself in the mirror and 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 not have any problems with um uh, and then obviously sometimes you make mistakes, but I always apologize if I felt like I made a mistake and uh no, I, I honestly, I've always apologized for the things that I did wrong and, and you know, if I said something wrong, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, globally, I, I just try to just stay true to myself.
4: Sebastian Bourdais getting set to kick off the series, IndyCar series, St. Pete, hoping to get that third win in a row, Crasher.
3: Yeah, but before that, let's talk about cart. Is it cart for kids or carting for kids?
11: Yeah, it's cart for kids, yeah. Cart, cart for cart, kids, uh, and what is that? Number four, kids. So it's, it's going to be uh, Wednesday night, uh, obviously. So we're testing Monday at Sebring, and then uh, we're going to head back home right away after that and uh, set the track up, um, and uh, which is going to be at the Grand Prix venue and uh, in turn one and the pit exit area. So we set uh, the course for the media event, and then uh, and then we have our charity event uh, that benefits uh, Johns Hopkins All Children's Hospital. And, uh, yeah, that, that thing, you know, started, uh, from a bunch of, uh, racing enthusiasts, uh, who really wanted to try and do something in, in Dan Weldon's memory. And he was a big benefactor of all children's. And so that's how it started. And, uh, it went from a six, $8,000, uh, charity to a $130,000 charity last year. So uh, it's a, it's a pretty big undertaking. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's still for a great cause and, uh, We'll sure have uh, 11 IndyCar drivers uh, coming in town a bit early to uh, do that program race with us, and uh, you know, very generous companies like Firestone and uh, Honda, and uh, you know, I've, I'm not going to list them all because there's a lot of them, but uh, couldn't be uh, couldn't be more thankful for their support. And um, there's also a, an auction, a live auction, and a silent auction. Um, which uh, there's a, a lot of items that you can bid on right now and uh, you know fire suits helmets. Uh, Graham actually gave us both a fire suit and a helmet and there's my helmet and a couple of fire suit, the Ford suit the seal master suit and uh, Scott gave us uh, his, uh, his championship winning suit. Uh, so just a lot of mm. really good support from uh, from a bunch of uh, great guys and um, yeah it's uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a cool evening.
4: Hey, I certainly, Sebastian Bourdais, I'd certainly have no problem you calling in next Sunday night after your third St. Pete win in a row.
11: <laughs> well, let's hope we speak again very soon, man.
4: Right. Sebastian,
11: thank you, buddy. Good luck. Thank you, guys.
4: Laughing during some of his responses that here's a dude that drives upwards of 220, 30 miles an hour, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and talks like he's laying on a couch, <laughs> breaking down his day with his therapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's he's true.
5: So I, was, I was just thinking, man, he's really laid back in this conversation. <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah, you know, testing at Seabring, and then I've got a charity event Wednesday raising about a hundred and thirty thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> then I'm gonna race again at St. Pete and, you know, probably take the win, third in a row. Our life is good.
4: Think about the stories that a guy like him and other drivers that ran for Paul Newman back in the day.
3: Yeah, right.
4: If the walls could talk, hmm. think about that. I mean, you, you, we 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 joke about Sebastian Bourdais being the Frenchy, <laughs> but frankly, man, that's just when you can run for Paul Newman, who was a legitimate. Uh, driver himself in fact i was reading yesterday sad news with the bob bonnarut school out here in in phoenix how it looks like they are finally gonna have to turn over all their assets they Mm -hmm. they've they're missing other payments and they owe so much money to the debtors and so forth but paul newman and jim garner and a number of other other movie tv stars would come out and run this bob bonnarut school and bob bonnarut said if paul newman full time, and, and one of the quotes was something like, "If he went, if he went racing full time, he had, at a younger age would have been a top tier racer, not just in, uh, in in this country, but in the world, Ooh. because of the way wow. he could pick it up." They said the same thing about
5: Steve McQueen as well when he was uh, driving and uh, did the movie. Uh, what was it, Le Mans? Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was a spectacular driver,
4: and he drove the car in a lot of those scenes. So yeah, Sebastian Bourdais going for his third win in a row when it comes to opening up the series at St. Pete for the IndyCar Series. And Crash, we got about two two and a half more minutes to expand on this. What what could you gather from what Sebastian Bourdais is talking about more specifically? Uh, yeah, Graham Rahal, what is it that's out there that he has? such high hopes for becoming part of the IndyCar series. Well,
3: Graham recently has tweeted about seeing some of the behind the scenes numbers on sponsorship coming in this year and how much bigger it is this year versus, you know, let's say Well, last year it's bigger than last year, but it's so much bigger than it was maybe five years ago, but that plus TV numbers are up, which is something, you know, series like NASCAR can't say. and, Graham on this very show, when we were doing our show from Daytona, from the Daytona 500 qualifying weekend, Graham said he just slipped it in there, and we kind of let it go in and out of our ears. But there is a third manufacturer on the line. He spe- his specific words were, "I think once if once we get the momentum from a third OEM." Then that could really help things pick up. And IndyCar, back in the heyday, or many of the heydays, they've had, they've been up and down decades for the last what 50 years. Was
4: that the McLaren that he was talking no, about? No, no, he's talking about
3: he's talking about either a Ford or a Toyota. Hmm. Of course, Lotus was there a couple years ago. I don't think it's going to be someone of that ilk. But if if Ford or Toyota comes over, Katie bar the door, that's when times get fun. So that's on the horizon. Plus, yes, it's pretty much a done deal. Australia will be the opener, if not next year, the year after, but I think it's going to be next year. And yeah, there's just, there's other stuff that is fun and money is coming into the series. That's a hard thing to say these days.
4: Jimmy Johnson, seven timer, seven time cup champion, will be joining us next hour. And comedian from Blackish, Coco Conan O'Brien. Uh, If this guy, you you want to stick around for that. Dion Cole will be joining us here uh, next hour. More Freaks coming up.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
1: Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads pain if you have back pain or knee pain like i do hey you should know about the health alert hotline i'm talking about if medicare is your primary medical insurance guess what you can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge anything to help me with the pain hey makes it more manageable gets my attention folks i love the free delivery and they take care of the paperwork for you so if you have medicare and need help for your back ankle knee or shoulder guess what
10: How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps up on us, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills, and the killer those insane interest credit cards you had to use to pay for it here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com the rates are great right now imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards and bills and then bank the money you save each month Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online loan app that takes about a minute with no impact to your credit score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. Get your bills under control, bank what you save, and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan, bestegg.com slash plan, /plan. bestegg.com slash plan.
4: If you miss any of the show, man, you go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it there for you in the morning, man. Affiliates across the country, iHeartRadio, TuneInRadio.com, Radio.com, Sports Byline Radio, SportsByline.com. We're all over the damn place, man. All over the place. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Coming up this hour, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time cup champion, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And comedian? From Angie Tribeca on TBS, Blackish on, what is that? Is that CBS? What the hell is that? Anybody know? Blackish CBS? ABC? ABC? All right, Blackish. Dion Cole, he's on a big old fat tour uh, for comedy clubs across the country. Uh, He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And again, this is I Play Ball With Us, man. We're there for you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all there for you, man. Speedfreaks.com. TV from Lucas Oil Studios. Getting back to Sebastian Bourdais, last segment, thinking about what he's done and the whole split between cart and IndyCar. Uh, real quick, Statman, Crash, your, your opinion on this. If all things being equal, Sebastian Bourdais of the current drivers, and I'm including Scott Dixon, Would Sebastian Bourdais be one of the top five drivers on the planet? Not including Formula One?
3: I believe yes. Because the reason I believe that is the split kind of jacked with a lot of teams' chemistries and you had engineers and mechanics going into places that they probably didn't realize they would ever go. Teams that they never thought that they would have to leave or or visit. So I think the Newman-Haas team – Quite frankly, could have stayed together even with Paul Newman's passing. I think that Newman Haas team still would have been a monster player, and and with that, Sebastian Bourdais would still be a part of that team and just crushing it. Now those engineers and mechanics are all over the paddock, and that's what's making some teams good and and some teams a surprise. But with that with that group that was together there, they were just they were almost unstoppable. They 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 would be better than the Andretti team, and they would they would be the ones giving Penske the run for their money instead of maybe Ganassi and Andretti.
4: That man. Mm,
5: I don't know if i go with the top driver in the planet. Certainly the split came at a time when he was the best driver in the series, in the sport. But uh, he'd lost some time. You can't, you can't take away the best years of uh, any athlete's life and say that he's still the best even if he comes back. Uh, I don't know if I go along with that. I, when you said that, I can think, you know, that, well, for me, guys like Sebastian Loeb and, um, there's two or three other drivers, Scott Dixon. Uh, if he was the, the best driver has the ability to get in anything and make it faster. And I don't know that Sebastian Bourdais as much as we like him, uh, I don't know that he has that ability still.
3: I thought you he were talking it. just about IndyCar.
4: Yeah, IndyCar, not, I said on the planet, but just really, frankly, between these borders. Or you, if you're just talking about IndyCar, uh,
5: yeah, but I, I still think his best days are behind him. And like he just admitted, he's closer to the end of his career than he is yeah. to the start or even the best days of his career. And I still believe that drivers have, the best drivers have the ability to, to get in anything and make it faster. And I don't know that Sebastian Bourdais can do that anymore. He did it one time, but, you know, he, most of his success came at a time when he had the resources that were better than anybody else.
4: We're working to get AJ Allmendinger on the show next week. And he's a guy that Crasher, uh, oh, we don't have enough time. I want to, let's do this. I want to bring up something about AJ Allmendinger. He uh,
3: stopped Sebastian Bourdais' winning streak one season. It was insane. A.J. Allmendinger and Sebastian Bourdais in the cart side of the IndyCar right. series many years ago. That was insane racing.
4: Yeah, that was
5: too Roosport was a great team that uh, 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 Allmendinger ran for. Yeah. That was a, a good team. They had good drivers. Uh, Allmendinger and Wilson, yep.
4: they were great drivers. So I want to get into that in about 20 minutes. But coming up next, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, He was in Phoenix recently to talk to kindergartners through eighth graders. Curious if he could garner any attention from these young kids, realizing it's a seven-timer in front of him. We talked to him about it. Coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios.
6: Speed Freaks.
0: We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks.
4: Welcoming back some affiliates. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Speed Freaks, SpeedFreaks.tv. Coming up in moments, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Jimmy Johnson in about six minutes. And comedian Dion Cole will be here in the Freak Nation. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. You go to GeneralTire.com. Find the tire for that righteous truck. Even a big old sedan put some GTs on that bad boy. You go to GeneralTire.com to find out the tire you need for your righteous ride. Crasher.
3: Las Vegas was all Kyle Busch. Hey, he's the hometown hero. He snagged both the Truck Series and Xfinity Series wins, and he led part of the cup race on Sunday. But when everything was done, no one was more powerful than the Fords of Roger freaking Penske. Joey Logano won the cup race. And he, will, he joined us last hour, so check him out. If you missed it live, speedfreaks.tv for the podcast. But get this. Okay, so this week was Roger Penske's birthday. Brad Kozlowski took the win in Atlanta for Roger Penske last Sunday. Joey Logano this Sunday. Oh, and let's also figure in their Australian supercar driver, Scott McLaughlin, taking a win today. Like we've referenced so many times on this show, it is so good to be the captain, Roger Penske. Hey, Lawrence Loshak made it look easy in racing by taking a flag-to-flag win today, even with a late-race restart. He did that in the Trans Am season opener in Sebring. And speaking of Sebring, a few IndyCar teams are testing there tomorrow on Monday. And then, of course, the IndyCar opener is finally here. You just heard from the two-time defending winner, Sebastian Bourdais, on this show. Again, if you missed it, SpeedFreaks.tv starting tomorrow for the podcast. IndyCar kicking off this week. Supercross in Atlanta, and Cooper Webb won again. Who knew? Where did this guy come from? It's insane watching him do what he's doing now, and get this, that on top of Ken Roxon not having any wins still on this season. Ken Roxon, however, is resorting to his consistency. He has kept second overall in the points, but still, no win in the 250s it was adam Ciancarulo with the win austin forkner on top of the 250 east points and now for the two wheelers it's bike week daytona supercross this saturday
4: jimmy johnson talking to kindergartners through eighth graders it should be a good one we found out how interested they were in seven championships in the cup series that's next
3: Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba burgers all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. For
4: over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all-terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APT, General Tire's balance excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire
7: Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works.
4: What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. And for my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on MAV-TV. MAV-TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, French Wars. What about Drag Boats? They got them. Off-road, sprint cars, pro-pulling league, motocross, they're all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for those Jonesy looking for some automotive of action. Don't get Mav TV. Call your local provider and get it. Check them out at mavtv.com on Twitter and Facebook. Mav TV is motorsports dot com and get awesome you're listening to speed
0: freaks motorsports radio redefined
4: maybe seven time (laughs) cup champion jimmy johnson joining us here in the freak nation as we get set for a big old week in ice and raceway 8th, 9th, and 10th. Get your tickets now for the ticket guardian 500 at ismraceway.com. So, Jimmy, you're in town talking to kindergarten through 8th grade students at the Estrella Vista STEM Academy, and you're talking to them about the importance of technology in motorsports. How do you cut through the clutter? How do you cut through the brain of a 4th or 5th grader and talk to them about technology in motorsports without glossing it over? Those kids just look up at but you're going, what's he talking about?
12: Yeah. You know, it, was, it is tricky on that front. I mean, I had a lot of the young ones up front and then, you know, further in the back where the, the older kids and I could see, I would connect with the young kids and I was losing the older kids. And then I would I'd up it a little bit and I catch the older, the older's interest and the young kids had no clue what I was talking about. So, um, but it was just a fun day, honestly. And uh, it was more of a, Uh, like a school function kind of assembly where I was there talking and answering questions, interacting with the kids. So not too much, um, you know, not too over the top, but certainly want to drive home the point that, you know, STEM and what they're learning in school um, can lead to a great career path and could even lead them to to car racing.
3: Well, Jimmy, I know you raced motocross when you were young, but were you a a tech head himself?
12: You know, if it, if Related to racing, I, I was interested in it, and I've I shared a story with the kids that, you know, math was my best subject in school, and you know, numbers you know, exist in racing for whatever the reason might be. If it's your tire pressure, your lap time, um, you know, understanding how engines work and combustion rate and just all the little pieces along the way that, that made sense to me. So math, I could put math to work in my racing, and it became my best subject. So. Um, I shared that story with them, and, you know, as a father of of two, just trying to find that connection that that perks the interest for kids is everything, in my opinion, and and was that way in my life, too.
3: How are your daughters with motorsports? Obviously, we love seeing them in Victory Lane. They are absolutely adorable, but how are they in grasping that their daddy's a superstar?
12: Uh, We try to keep it as normal as possible, I and we we live a very – normal life at home we feel and our kids have their after school programs and I drop them off at carpool in the morning and run them around during the week to the various you know things that they have going on so we, we feel uh, I guess primarily at their, at their age we're in we're in a nice little bubble right now I'm sure uh, our oldest is in second grade and then you know here in a few years I'm sure things will pick up a little bit more on that front but <laughs> right now we're in a nice little safe bubble.
3: Oh, my God, to be in that carpool lane with Jimmy Johnson, seven time NASCAR champ, either in front of you or behind you. I want to know Jimmy Johnson, the carpool dad. Does anybody ever try to race you out of school or does anybody ever recognize you?
12: No, we're tiptoeing through there. And, you know, Charlotte's a small town with a lot of people in the industry living in close proximity. So it's not uncommon for me to see other drivers in carpool. Um, the Carolina Panthers are there as well. And, um, you can't you can't miss one of the football players. They're so big and, you know, bulging out of their cars and all that. So uh, it, it's pretty cool to see all the different athletes wrapped into the school.
4: Seven-time cup champion Jimmy Johnson back in the Freak Nation. Jimmy, in my age, it was, who the hell do you think you are? Richard Petty or who the hell do you think you are? Mario Andretti. Are teenagers or 20-something saying, who the hell do you think you are, Jimmy Johnson, when you're talking about speeding?
12: Man, I, that would be really cool because I, I definitely remember the, both of those, and then I'd add Cornelli Jones to that uh, uh, that group. At least growing up on the West Coast like I did, so um, I hope they are. That's kind of the ultimate nod, in my opinion.
4: When you find out that you know you've got this idol worship with kids or teenagers or twenty somethings, when did it? When did it? finally l- lock into your brain that you are a freaking role model and you got to go, I got to straighten this S up, man.
3: Oh no, he doesn't. Just be you.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, you know, you have little moments
12: along the way. Um, I think we all do. If it's a niece or a nephew or you know, a friend that has young kids and you can just tell that, you know, they're, they're looking at you in that role model way. Um, so you know, there's been lots of little lessons along the way. And I've always been involved with children's hospitals and, and young kids, and just been, you know, I love their innocence and their their honesty. To to be honest, so, um, you know, I've had plenty of those little check ins along the way, but then having my own kids, um, that 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 keeps it real every single day. Jimmy,
0: we had uh, Denny Hamlin on. What was it? Crash a few months ago now, and he had this this Lake Norman mansion he has has all the toys that <laughs> adults and kids alike would love. What is something that like a a toy of yours that's not, doesn't have a motor in it, if I can say that you enjoy, is it, you know, uh, putting green, bowling, is, is there anything that, that is a go to for you that you have in your home?
12: Right now, my kids are into basketball, and we've got a little adjustable hoop. It's nothing fancy. It's just the, it's got the plastic base, and you pour the sand in it, and I can raise it for my eight year old and drop it for my five year old, <laughs> and we'll stand in the driveway for, you know, hours on end just shooting baskets. So it, but Right now, that's the best best used toy in our in our lineup.
3: Ooh, wow. LeBron James fans are they, or shall we say Kevin Durant? Well, let to
12: be honest. None of us can make a basket,
3: so <laughs>
12: I don't know if we have a basketball in our future. But it, it's just a great gathering point for us, and something we all like to do together.
4: So I don't want to get too techy here on our on our daily show. We certainly would do it on Speed Freaks on Sunday night, but uh, but talking about the new aero package and it hit again in at, in Atlanta and it's going to you're going to see how it does in Las Vegas. Uh, you're coming out of Atlanta. What's your take on this new aero package that NASCAR introduced for the mile and a half tracks and larger?
11: Yeah, you know, we didn't
12: have the best showing, so we're, we're back to the drawing board and, and changing things up quite a bit heading to, to Vegas. Um, I did test in Vegas, so we have a good kind of notebook to work off of there, and we had a successful test in Vegas. So we're really hoping things turn around for us and we're on the right track. Um, but, you know, from a driver's standpoint, it's just different not having any throttle response. Um, you know, the car gets up to a reasonable speed, but the added downforce, we're cornering at a high rate of speed. Um but when you have to let off the throttle and go back to it, there's there's nothing when you step back on the gas pedal. And that's the first time in my, my racing career, other than restrictor plate tracks, that I've had that. So um, I think we're all learning how to drive it. The teams are learning how to work on them. Um, and I, I think Vegas is going to be a, a very exciting and compelling race because we're going to be um, all on top of each other, dicing it up.
3: And then move past Vegas to ISM Raceway in Phoenix. What do you expect to get, or at least what, what what should we as fans expect to see on the track there?
12: Yeah, so there we go back to the 750 horsepower. So sure, the aero, you know, concepts are the same, but the corner entry speed is going to be up. That's going to change the wheel rates of the car, the braking systems um the handling characteristics so it it, we're kind of starting over when we get to ism Hmm. um there will be some commonalities between the two packages but our entry speed is going to be 20 or 30 miles an hour faster than what we've been used to and that's going to change the vehicle dynamics quite a bit
3: check out jimmy he gave a stem lesson for students today in phoenix and now he's doing it for the freak nation thank you
6: jimmy
4: (laughs) Jimmy, you're you're one of you're one of the guys that's on the tail end of your you're on the other side of your career and you've seen ISM Raceway go through these changes. Wouldn't it be cool if you could stick around a whole hell of a lot longer to, to run ISM Raceway more often than it, this is only going to be your second time, but for these younger drivers, they're going to be able to reap the benefits of what of what guys like yourself and Earnhardt and Gordon and Stewart sowed to make NASCAR so popular so we can sink this kind of money into ISM Raceway. It's a bitchin' track from a fan and a driver's perspective.
12: It, it is incredible. Um, I think that's, you know the track has always been very, um,
4: you know, entertaining and puts on
12: a good show and exciting, and I think that the fans have shown their support through, you know, buying tickets and coming and, and showing up in large numbers year after year. And then with the track doubling down on the fan experience and, and creating what they have there, it's it's gorgeous. Um, I, I want to come and hang out and have a beer and watch a race.
3: <laughs> I was going to go there with you. With Modern Margarita in the infield, yeah. Let's just say, can you just retire soon, and then we can just chill out on the couches on in the infield together Margarita's and sip one back?
4: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy, it's always a pleasure to get you in the Freak Nation, man. Look forward to getting you out here. You, ISM Raceway, 8th, 9th, and 10th, the ticket Guardian 500, man. Uh, thank you for all you've done for NASCAR and actually – for those outside the track like these kindergartners through eighth grade, buddy.
12: Uh, I appreciate it, and thank you for all the great work you guys are doing, too.
4: And coming up in moments, your stat man, Scat. And we're going to continue our conversation with, with a former IndyCar driver now doing commentary for NBC Sports, NASCAR style. Coming up, Speed Fix Pits, Lucas Oil Studios.
1: Good evening, my fellow citizens. Statman,
10: let's get to provide guidance to mankind...
4: Long Beach Grand Prix goes
5: back to 1975, but now there's a problem. There's a proposal that could take the east end of the track, including the famous shoreline hairpin, and turn it into a baseball stadium for the Los Angeles Angels Major League Baseball team. The Angels' lease at Anaheim Stadium runs out after the 2020 season, so the talk now is about renovating Anaheim Stadium or building a new one, maybe in Long Beach. The Grand Prix is considered America's most popular street race with IndyCar and IMSA headlining the weekend the city's latest contract with the race runs through 2023 but the city might have some opt-outs in there whatever happens I put my money on race president Jim McCalion he's fought off many efforts to shut it down the race saved Long Beach the city was a dump before the race came I'd put my money on McCalion to keep
0: it going peace Motorsports Radio Redefined.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
10: 800 847 1183. That's 800 847 1183.
8: Using an overpriced trash bag?
0: Pricey, pricey, pricey.
8: A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra strong trash bags, always at an ultra low price.
6: Hefty, hefty, hefty.
8: They're our best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex, where sold head to head, so you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Also available in heavy-duty black bags.
6: Hefty,
7: hefty, hefty! Here comes the decision now. Let's listen.
1: Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website wboboxing.com this is wboboxing.com the world boxing organization Saw we have a new heavyweight champion in the world
4: saw a collective soul at the ford outdoor amphitheater off of the 101 in Southern California let's see I've how many how many wins Clancy does LeBron James have in his career you know give me a round wins round of, yeah
0: uh, I don't know that
3: answer a lot
4: wonder if I've seen more concerts than he's had wins
3: oh stop probably not yeah, that would be no.
8: Oh no, man, and it's got to be around.
3: How many concerts do you I think I would we'll say, say
8: 850 yeah, I was, wins 800
4: or so? 800 sticks in my head. Yeah, I would say over 800 wins. My point is this: is I've seen a whole hell of a lot of shows, and not many of them stick out. This was one that stuck out. Hmm. Just pure musicians, entertainers, and great music live. You know, just. You felt like you wanted to pay these guys a little bit more than you actually paid. I didn't pay anything. You felt like you should have paid these guys some money, <laughs> but <laughs> stop it. <laughs> collective soul. It was always a, again. Before, remember before streaming and all, we had ten disc changers that you had in your home stereo. You could put in ten compact discs. That was for the rich people, <laughs> right? Compact and there was more like one
0: hundred. Right. A six C D changer in your car was yeah. that was the Mecca. <laughs>
3: but that was in the back. Like you had yeah, to preload lo- I mean, the CDs in the back. Definitely. <laughs>
4: Very good. <laughs> Collective soul was always a go to for me. Thanks for playing that, Claster Domus. You're still touring by the way. All right, so AJ Almendinger, he he was running for Roosport, and Roosport was that team out of Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with Sport and I believe, did, cr- cr- correct me if I'm wrong, Cristiano Damata took his spot, was it Cristiano Damata took his spot in Sport, and then that's when he went to Forsyth and ratcheted off those three, four wins in a row?
3: Cristiano Demata
4: Was that who it was?
3: No, he was with Newman-Haas and then went over to Formula One after his success in Newman-Haas days. and I don't believe.
4: Almendinger would be replaced by 2002 kart champion Cristiano What I... at Roosport. Wow. Five days later, Forsyth Championship me. Racing announced Almendinger as their new driver, replacing Mario Dominguez. Uh, Almendinger won the Grand Prix of Portland. Almondinger became. What is this? This isn't right. Almendinger became the first American to win a champ car. World Series event since Ryan Hunter Ray won at Milwaukee in
3: 2004. And AJ Almendinger was what year?
4: 2000 Christian what 2005. Uh 2006.
3: Okay, that's just two that's, years.
4: Wow. Well, I just and it what my point is this is a guy like AJ I remember that I remember the, the look of the car, I remember the shots down I think it was the Grand Prix of Toronto or Cleveland that that, that he raced. I remember seeing his mirrors, and this guy came in and just crushed it. And we're getting back to our conversation about Sebastian Bourdais, who's getting set to kick off the IndyCar Series next weekend in St. Pete, going for his third win in a row there at St. Pete. A.J. Allmendinger is one of those guys where you could put him in damn near everything, anything, outside of a cup car. You could put him in anything, open wheel, karting, and he would crush it.
3: Sports cars. And yeah, he's won in everything that he's been in. Well, yeah, he's he's won in NASCAR as well, just not as frequently as he won in other forms of motorsport. Yeah, it's just a shame that ever since, unfortunately, his one of his best friends, Justin Wilson, died at Pocono in an IndyCar race. They were freaking seven wide at one time at that race. That was just insane. But since that tragic accident, A.J. Allmendinger, AJ Allmendinger proclaimed he would never get in an IndyCar again because... I, th- I feel like he's kind of wasted talent on the sidelines right now. He almost won the 100th Indy 500. His seatbelts came loose at 220-some-odd miles an hour. <laughs> God, that's why he had to pit to fix it. Oh.
4: Statman, do you think if A.J. Allmendinger had the setup that had – a, had a Rick Hendrick setup car, uh, he would have been much more successful in cup?
5: no uh look at what Dario Franchitti uh was a, a champion in IndyCar that um uh, uh, and uh, Almendinger never got that far but Dario Franchitti was a champion in IndyCar and he could barely get into the top 10 or top 20 in NASCAR NASCAR is a, a very distinct uh talent uh to do a specific thing and uh and Largely turning left and making you know, very minor changes, keeping uh, power in, braking left foot, and a lot of a lot of stuff that you do in uh, cup car that you don't do in anything else. The little skinny tires that they have on the cup car right. takes a lot to manage. That the Grip weight is way different. Take the weight takes a lot to manage. Uh, so it's. Unless you come up through that, it's very difficult to jump back and forth. I don't care how much talent you have unless you're A.J. Foyt or a um, a Mario Andretti, uh, people who uh, maybe came up on dirt and a lot of experience in dirt and are used to uh, feeling the car loose under them. A lot of drivers can't handle that.
3: Yeah, that's why Tony Stewart was successful in both IndyCar exactly, and NASCAR, yes. and why I want to see Kyle Larson in an IndyCar in the next five years. I know he's just he's thriving in NASCAR Cup right now, but I really want to see him in an IndyCar because that guy dominates the dirt.
4: And a guy like Kyle Larson, who he flat out said, "I would rather win <laughs> win the Chili Bowl." Than the Daytona 500, and it just offended <laughs> the NASCAR stalwarts.
3: How dare you say that about
4: our Super Bowl? You know, it's 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 not necessarily about all the pomp and circumstance. It's about that that rush of adrenaline for 30 or 50 laps in a sprint car, and not about the three and a half, four-hour Marathon that's in a cup car. I-
3: well, it's not even that. He grew up wanting to win that race. I mean, when you've got something on your the top of your goals list, your entire childhood, that's always going to be the the biggest thing that's nearest and dearest to your heart. So yeah, I get it. He didn't grow up wanting to win the Daytona 500. It's just so it just so happens he's in a position to do so now. But yeah, he grew up wanting to win the Chili Bowl. Period. So yeah, but if he won the
5: if he won the Daytona 500. That conversation might change a
3: bit. I would imagine, yes.
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's you know, if you win the Super Bowl, you can't say, Man, I just wanna beat that guy and touch football.
4: You know, I mean it's just it's just not quite the same thing. <laughs>
6: touch <laughs> Man, I wanna pull his flag off.
4: But here's a guy, Kyle Larson, West Coast, running all these sprint cars, all open wheel cars. The sprint cars, world of outlaws, quarter midgets. I Running a three and a half four hour race, yeah, the significance of the Daytona 500, I mean, he gets it, but damn, it's all right, man. That, but to get back to your point, Crasher, yeah, I think Kyle Larson to get him in something uh, for the Indy 500 or even a road course, just to see Kyle Larson run an Indy run with a decent IndyCar team.
3: When you say road course, you mean an IndyCar road course? Yes, because yeah. clearly he's he's done NASCAR.
4: Yeah, he just he's one of those guys. I, he doesn't have the attitude that Tony Stewart does, and frankly doesn't have the the resume yet. So for me to even put them in the same breath be difficult. But you just you just enjoy a dude that when they're when they are racers, when they are flat out racers, they don't care about the sponsorship, they don't care about the people in the stands, they just want to race and beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> and he he's had his share of run-ins with with other drivers, and, and it's it's not malicious. It's just you're 22, 23, 24. You're a, a superstar driver, and you know so-and-so is being an ass on the track. Say it. Do it. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. We're there for you on Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Big show for you. Earlier, we had Jimmy Johnson in here, Sebastian Bourdais. Last hour, your cup winner from Vegas, Joy Logano joined us, uh, calling out some people, man. Basically, if you have nothing but negative things to say about <laughs> about today's race,
3: I think you need to check yourself.
4: Check yourself, man. <laughs> check yourself, stat, man. 27 degrees in Columbus.
5: Hey, you know I fell asleep watching today's race, but it was still a a nice race to watch, guys. Seemed to know what they were doing and didn't just run into each other.
3: I love me some NASCAR racing, but until they shorten the races, I just might fall asleep in every single one that I Mm -hmm. watch as well. They're long. I have naps that are coming to my eyeballs.
4: His name is Dion Cole, a fantastic actor, comedian. We caught up with him earlier this week. If you want to laugh for 15 minutes, well, we all do. Just stick around. Dion Cole from Blackish. And many, and Coco, many others coming up.
0: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
4: Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? They grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba.
7: Grab it and hold on tight.
3: <laughs> this is going really well. Yeah, so I guess
8: you've heard then.
3: What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No,
9: that I'm actually a chess piece.
4: read yeah!
3: That was not on the profile.
0: So now you've heard. Geico, saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball.
4: Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire, they got you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire, they're going to get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with speed freaks since 2001.
0: You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
4: You may know him from Conan O'Brien, the I Angie Tribeca, Grownish, Blackish. Great show on ABC. Comedian Dion cole joined us earlier this week we're out here in phoenix and he was doing the improv stand up live circuit Uh, and this guy is something else man he is you just just enjoy 15 minutes of this dude we uh we caught it before he jumped into a couple of sets on a friday night here in phoenix and this is how we started off the conversation about really if he had a horrible set go ahead alex what if your first set sucks so bad? I mean, do, do you go out there and try and crush it doubly in that second set? I leave on a whole nother name.
13: <laughs> I'm Chauncey. Good night, everybody.
6: <laughs> Chauncey sucks.
13: <laughs> just say you're one of the Wayans brothers. They wouldn't know any difference. I'm Marlon. Good night, everybody. Oh Marlon sucks. <laughs> I start tweeting him. I, just, I, just, I leave on a whole nother name. I do it in life too. <laughs> Girl girl doesn't
4: think I'm good for her. Like Sean is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> because the name there's there's two names that uh were cool when I was a kid. Again, I'm I'm almost 10 years older than you. Mm-hmm. It was Leon and Dion. Yeah. And the way you spell Dion, that's the legit Dion the way to spell it. Yeah, Dion.
13: yeah, yeah. What yeah. the hell's
4: happening to those names, yeah, Leon and Dion? No,
13: no, no. They they, 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 they. No one's naming their kid that no more. I, I need to be like in a museum or something like. <laughs> it's Dion. D E O N. It ain't D I O N N
0: E Yeah, Dion Warwick messed yeah, that up. Yeah,
13: oh, <laughs> It ain't none of that. No, no. It's straight Dion. The way it's sounds. D E O N. <laughs> That's old school, though. You know, now they got names like Mars and
3: (laughs) sky and Wind.
4: Who names their kid? Apple.
3: (laughs) Apple, right? North. We've got a North.
13: (laughs) North. Core. Somebody named Core. Could you you name Kanye's and Kim's kids? Oh, my God. No. North and Chicago. (laughs) One of those kids named Chicago. What? Look it up. Type it up right now. Type it up.
3: (laughs) First of all, though, (laughs) Northwest is gracing the cover of a magazine (laughs) (laughs) right now, too. (laughs) 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 too.
4: (laughs) 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 Doo, doo. This is live radio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> doo, doo. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago
13: and Saint. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. <laughs> D-E-O-N-C-O-L-E, where you get your news first. <laughs> Chicago, North, and Saint. Hashtag real I news. I told you. <laughs> Chicago, oh, right?
3: <laughs> wow. Yeah, Chicago West. <laughs>
13: and he stuns the room.
7: <laughs> I didn't know they had more than one kid. Yeah.
13: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> but Chicago's look, it's not you're... that far-fetched. Ain't nobody make a big beef about Dakota fanning.
3: Ooh, True. Valid point.
4: Or point. Dallas Rains. Boom.
3: In L.A. Yeah. Weatherman.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: or Phoenix. Come Phoenix. on. Phoenix. Right? Yeah Well his first name was River River Phoenix River Phoenix <laughs> River <Mother>. River
6: <laughs> <laughs> Step up
13: River I'm calling my son Toaster. I'm just forget it. Let me just get out there. Just, just mic drop. Yeah, it. let me let me let me start something new.
0: <laughs> Come here, Blender. Come here, Blender. <laughs>
13: Blender, if you don't get off that couch.
0: What up, Double Oven?
13: (laughs) Double Oven if I have to come in. Uh, (laughs) I want
4: you to be my daughter, Fawcett.
6: Yeah, Fawcett. (laughs) When you
13: gonna get married and move out of my house, Fawcett? (laughs) I'm sick of you, Fawcett. (laughs) Fawcett.
4: <laughs> oh oh. <laughs> Let's start something new, uh, what a, Like what screen door. Like <laughs> Don't screen. you make me slap screen door.
3: Penny won't let it go. <laughs> I won't.
4: I got a dude that's making me laugh my ass off over here, man. Oh. <laughs> screen door. <laughs>
6: You
13: see chimney over there? (laughs) Stop it. it. Chimney hasn't worked in I don't know how long. (laughs) When he moves out my basement. Speaking of basement, where's basement? (laughs) (laughs) Basement, take
0: the trash out. That's my brother trash.
13: (laughs) (laughs) His brother trash. Take trash out. He needs to walk.
7: (laughs) Oh, just turn into a mad lib. Oh. Oh.
4: Damn I need three nouns and two verbs. So, comedian actor Dion Cole with us yes. here in the Freak Nation. You were hanging with some uh, NBA players a couple of weeks ago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What the hell down, was that about?
13: At the, uh, in Bahamas at the National Basketball Players Association, the NBPA. Yeah, It's going on during All-Star Week. Yeah, which is odd that they would have that <laughs> the same week as All-Star Week. But it was fun. We had a good time, you know.
4: Were you or up doing a set? Were you MCing? Performing,
13: yeah, performing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doing stand-up. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Were they getting loose? Hmm? Huh? Were they getting loose? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know none of the players down yeah. there. None of them. Not at all. I'm too old, I think. I knew one player, Luau Dang. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did you guys hang?
13: No, but he was surprised I knew him. <laughs> so we both was like I was like Lou He was like
3: you know me like, yeah. <laughs> We hugged out is that something you do on stage when you're performing for Absolutely them? Absolutely not. Oh, awesome. oh, no, no,
13: no, no. This is something we just talked about here. I've no. I I just sat down there and just told everybody, look, come in. So uptight. We're all rich. All right. And we're all down here with our side pieces. All right. Now let's have fun. So that's it, man. But and
3: all of this, again, we're gonna go to that damn wiki thing. Mm-hmm. But all of this, if your wiki is correct, someone dared you to get up on stage for 50 bucks that's way back true. when. Really? True
13: story. That's how I started. That's friend, how this all started for you. My friend bet me $50 to go on stage, and I went on stage and never looked back. Yep, true story. Yep. and you can't believe a lot of that stuff. That is true.
4: Who that wrote your true. wiki page?
7: I don't know. Anybody can write those Anybody things. can write them. Yeah.
13: Thank you.
4: I was born the day that. before yesterday. I understand that. I understand that, but sometimes the actual person will have someone write it? No, 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 no. I,
13: th- I think we wrote one before, but I, it was so long ago. But now I don't know who
0: writes now this Now you're making right. me question my whole study practice when yeah, I was in I'm college. I'm serious. <laughs> yo, no, no. That was, you
4: wrote that was the it. cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> that was my cliff notes. You wrote, wrote notes. about the
0: wrong person.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
13: Abraham Lincoln was a soccer player who, what, wait a minute, wait a minute what, 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 wait a minute, huh, what, wait <laughs> it's on the internet. <laughs>
4: now, why wouldn't you recognize some of those players in Bahamas? Man, I'm just, I'm just older, man, I don't know, they all,
13: and did like you hear how kids. busy he is? They all the kids, man, yeah. like, yo, I'm telling you, man, I was just like, wow, like, I didn't know nobody. I was, it was like multi-million dollar dudes next to me, and I was like, "Excuse me, you're in my view. I'm trying to look at the party." Like
6: people are like,
13: "Stop it! That's Jason Weaver!" Like, like "What? Well, who's Jason Weaver?" And and I hear that, you know, a lot of it is. I mean, it's just different, man. Everybody played hard, play with play with their soul, man. And it wasn't as timid as it is now. You know, sports are timid right now. You know, and I get it. It's concussions and all this other stuff, but I'm, it's just a different thing. You know, it's just different. You know. They are. So
3: it's you don't. They don't really get, give you a chance to get a cult following in their younger years. No. It, it's just all of a sudden, boom, they're pro. Who are you? Right. Yeah. It's and weird.
13: Some play, and a lot of players, I heard the players were like leaving teams because coaches was hollering at them and they never. <laughs> Had no one holler at them before, mm. and that's like, that's crazy. Like, how can you not holler at your kid and then put him on a sports team, and then he's like, what is going on? What is this level I've never heard a voice at in <laughs> yeah. my
4: life? Was there ever a time where comedians went after each other like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson did at the time where? But you're taking some of my stage time, bro. Yeah. Was there ever time that you went after? Like a comi- comic? Yeah. No, not
13: really. All, only time well, one time I did go after a comic,
4: he stole my
13: joke. I was oh. in St. Louis. A lot of a lot of comedians still. But this one but you you can't catch them all the time because they're performing different places. And You don't know what they're doing when they in front of a room full of people and you're not there and it's not televised. But I was in St. Louis and I walked in there and this guy was doing one of my signature jokes on <gasps> stage. And I just was like, I'm going to wait until he get off stage. And he got off stage. And I and I was with a friend of mine in St. Louis who knew a lot of guys. And it was like, I think it was like nine of us. But I only knew my friend. And those other guys was, they were my friend's friend. I mean, my friend's friends. And so I walked up to the guy and I told him, like, yo, you stole my joke. And he was hmm. like, no, and we was all in this hallway together and, I was like, you stole my joke. And he was like, what you talking about? I was like, don't be lying. You know it. And I was like, I was like, you lie again. I'm going to punch you in your face. And this dude on the side of us pulled out a gun. Oh. And I was like, yo, he got a gun. And I ran and I just <gasps> started running. And one of the guys that was with us, he was like, he's with us. <laughs> the guy with the gun was, was with us.
6: Oh <laughs>
13: and I refused to go back in there I I just drop. kept running. Oh yeah. I just kept running. I can't I, hear you. I can't even come back in
4: there, <laughs> You're right? I did not did come back see, in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. I- <laughs> so when Blackish debuted, was there blowback with that name? Blackish
13: man. Absolutely. It was a blowback and it was a gift and it was it, it was it actually made the show what it is hmm. because the blowback started with Donald Trump. Donald Trump came out and said, Blackish, what kind of name is that for a show? What if somebody called a show whitish? That's what he said. And everybody went and said, Hmm, let me see what this show's about now. Yeah. And that put us on the map. That helped put us on the map. Whoa. Donald Trump. Yep.
4: True story.
13: Absolutely.
4: So what was the uproar on social media or phone calls? Is this a racist show? Yeah, they was
13: like, yeah, is it a racist show? Why would you call this blackest? Even from black people, they was like, what's blackest? Why ain't you all the way black? You know, like even black people was like tripping too. (laughs) Everybody was tripping. But when they seen the show and they realized that, you know, this is actually just a family you know, and the family is just as divided as anybody because you have a younger kid, middle kid, and then older kid, Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer Lewis. And you have Anthony and Tracy, and then you have the kids. So the kids are in a world where they only know a black president. They're, that's all they know. And then you have Anthony, who is like the middle kid who knows that, you know, it's fair if you work hard, it's cool. And then you got Lawrence Fishburne and them and that's all about The black man, the white man's the devil. You know what I mean? So you have these whole different generations coming together, battling it out and learning different things amongst each other while teaching, you know, different things about uh, us. As a culture, so it's 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 a good learning tool. Like you know, we had an episode. Everybody
7: needs to watch that. Yo, it's great. (laughs) It's great. It's
13: great, and it shows how we how we work it out. You know, and uh, you learn a lot. Like we had one episode where there was a little white girl that was on the elevator by herself, and how. Anthony would not get on the elevator, <laughs> right? and the whole the whole the whole show is about that. But so many white people come up to me and go, "Oh my God, I did not know that was a thing." You know, but so it's these these topics that we that we bring up that's also enlightened, You know, to to, to enlighten people on of uh, things that you know that we go through that people people don't realize.
4: The oh, NFL good. combine is going on right now where <laughs> dudes are getting everything measured, whether it's an orifice or their height, Whoa. their feet, their hands. Wow. Kyler Murray coming out of OU, uh-huh. the discrepancy was with his weight and his height. This dude is legit, okay? Right. He's a... But
3: the height was the scary factor.
4: You know, is, is he going to be 5'10"? Is he going to be 5'10"? This quarterback coming really? into the NFL, is he going to uh-huh. be 5'10"? Now, if he was five, we were talking about it for weeks, what? Dion. But I say this because on your wiki page uh-huh. it says you're five ten. Are what? you On my wiki
13: page. But... <laughs> you're, t- you're, you're six foot, aren't you? Yeah. Why six foot all day? It's saying online. Yes. Must be true. Man, see, you can't believe anything online. <laughs> Hell no, I'm not no five ten. I think that's why I haven't been coming up lately with the ladies. They've been like, <laughs> they've been looking at that page. Yeah. <laughs> They be like five ten, uh uh, uh uh, uh uh. I can't do five ten. I don't do five ten.
6: <laughs>
13: you you all can't see me, but I'm doing my black woman hand move <laughs> and my <laughs> neck move, where black women reach for stuff in the sky and there's nothing there.
3: <laughs> is the head moves back?
13: Boo! What I is- can't do five ten, boo. <laughs>
4: Where did the evolution of that that black chick neck move come from? I don't know. I don't know
13: where it would come from. I don't know. I'm doing it right now. As you can tell by the sound in the microphone. <laughs> it's not going all crispy. I don't know what that's from, man.
3: It's authority, man. It's don't you jack with don't us.
13: Don't you jack with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dang. Dang. Luau, luau. Dang. <laughs> Basement, get up here. Basement, you better get up here and clean this kitchen, basement.
3: Why do I have to
6: clean my sister? Toaster,
13: if you don't take. <laughs> oh my God. My you lip is <laughs> neck roll
4: stand up live tonight <laughs> tomorrow yes uh, this was greatness deon cole yeah. thanks for cole, doing thank this. thank you man. so
13: much man thank you all man please come on out to stand up live this weekend follow me on instagram at d-e-o-n-c-o-l-e thank you all so much for having me. you
3: all are so fun man. right and then literally you're going back to table reads next week
13: i will be a table this, reads
3: your Monday. life is amazing
4: yes Holy
3: yes, cow. Yes, yes can yes, you promise me
4: you'll just stay blackish I will stay as blackish as I can. I'm going to kind of be whitish for the rest of the day.
3: Here. <laughs> you
13: better be whitish.
4: <laughs> oh, what'd I tell you, man? Jeez. Yes. <laughs> hey,
3: <Brenda>. uh, <laughs> Well, we got crash and stat. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Enough said.
0: <laughs> Toaster. Toaster. <laughs>
4: Uh, Freak Nation, we will do it again next week following the ISM Raceway Cup Race on Sunday afternoon. Until then, remember, it's Speed Freaks, Freaks.tv. Shoot the juice to the moose and Statman.
5: Cut it loose.
4: Yep.
6: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.